0: Well, I want to thank you again for being a part of this DVD, Daniel 2, Planet of Redemption seminar. And I appreciate you bringing your charts again. We're going to actually tie this seminar into specific parts on panel C. We'll exclusively be on the back panel C. What we're wanting to do this this, um, sec- this segment is to actually take a look on the board here for resuming where we were last time. So if you wouldn't mind, take a look at the back panel C, and you will find this focus on point 2 summarized. So this way you'll be able to take the information you'll see in large form with other people on panel C point 2. So as a review from last segment, we're noticing that in Daniel chapter 2's dream, there is several images, actually one image, seven symbols, and the stone we found is actually the focal point, which this slide is going to show us. And in the King James Version, the dream part has 143 words, and so we're graphing this. We see that here, the introduction has 25 words, Babylon has seven words. Medo-Persia, seven. Greece, seven. Rome, four. That's easy to count. His legs of iron. Europe, nine. And the bulk right there. So you can actually see that the clear focus of Daniel chapter 2's dream is that stone. That's in a bar graph. Now for those who want to see this actually in the pie graph which you also have on your chart, panel C.2, you actually have a pie graph. And so what we have is showing in a different way 84 words. This huge 60 percent slice compared to everything else. So clearly that stone is the focal point of the entire dream. So on this board here we actually have the dream The image pasted here. We have the head of gold, silver, chest, brass, iron legs, feet and toes of iron and clay, the stone, and the seventh symbol is a mountain. So this chart is saying that this sixth symbol is the focus of the entire dream. And what I would like to do at this point is to call our attention to building towards this crescendo or the conclusion. And so we're seeing that point number one, the focus of the entire Daniel chapter two, is this stone. What I'd like to take us to now is to say what's the or ask the question, since this stone is the focal point of the entire dream, what is it? So rather than just having an assumption and just say our Adventist biased is XYZ, let's ask the scriptures. What we're going to do is actually take a look at the dream in the yellow and the interpretation in the green. And on your chart, you'll find this information on point number three. So if if someone's asking you, What's, the, what's that stone? You can go to point number three here on your chart and actually explain to them what you're going to see here. I'm actually going to break it down line by line so it's a little easier for you to follow. So we have on the dream, there's a stone, as Daniel 2, 4, 34 shows. So he says, Nebuchadne- Daniel does to Nebuchadnezzar, you saw till, which is a time frame, a stone cut out without hands, which smote the image upon the feet that were of iron and clay and broke them to pieces. So this stone is actually breaking the entire image to pieces. Alright, let's take a look on the interpretation side. The kingdom is the interpretation, Daniel 2.44, says in the days of these kings, what kings? The kings of the feet and toes divided Europe. In the days of those kings, which gives us our time frame, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. And notice these four things. Never destroyed. So this kingdom, number one, God sets up. Number two, we'll notice this more significant tomorrow, never destroyed. To the Hebrew mind, this was important. Because if we compare this with the other symbols, Babylon was destroyed by the succeeding kingdom of Medo-Persia, Medo-Persia by Greece, etc. This one though is never destroyed. Point number two. This kingdom shall not be left to other people. This also was important to the Hebrew mind because they were in Babylonian captivity. God had set them in a 70-year timeout. They had left their homes, their their vineyards, their everything to Babylon, then to Medo-Persia, etc. They had to leave that. So that's important promise to them. It shall do what? It shall break in pieces, break in pieces kingdoms. Notice that. So this stone is going to break kingdoms in pieces. And then, fifthly, it will stand forever. So now the point is since this symbol of a stone has the same activity of breaking the image to pieces, and this kingdom also breaks these kingdoms in pieces, then the clear biblical definition is that this stone right here is clearly a kingdom. Now to become a little bit more um, specific, take a look at how these two relate. The stone is a symbol, its definition is kingdom. The symbol cut out, definition set up. Without hands is the God of heaven. So when we reread this, we can see that Daniel was telling Nebuchadnezzar in symbol form, you saw till a kingdom was set up by God. That's what he's saying. So, contrast this. Who set up? Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar did, Cyrus, a persia Alexander the Great, Greece, the Caesars, Rome, divided nomads, this one. The God of heaven is the one that sets this up. Alright, let's take a look at the next slide. This is going to again bring home this very point. So if there was any question that this is a kingdom, let's go to this slide. Here's the stone And in verse 45 it says right here, 245, "...the kingdom God sets up shall break in pieces the kingdoms." And so we have it breaking iron in pieces. That's a symbol of the fourth kingdom, which we'll see here in a moment, in verse 37. It breaks brass in pieces, the third kingdom. The symbol of clay is broken to pieces by the symbol of the stone. Divided kingdoms, the silver is another kingdom gold, another kingdom, and so the symbol of a stone is breaking other symbols of kingdoms and therefore it's very clear that this stone again is a kingdom. Alright, let's go here. This is also important. Just like we have seen in other um, presentations, when we see water in Bible prophecy, we know according to Revelation chapter 17, 15, water is people. So every place you see water, you can say people and that interpretation will then make sense. The same thing is true here. We should now be able to take this word and look any place in Daniel, the dream and the interpretation, 34 and 35 and 44 and 45, and replace the word stone with kingdom, and it should fit every time. So let's take a look at this slide, and that's what it says. In these circles, you will see that there are only three times in the dream, in the interpretation, that symbol is used. In the yellow, we see the dream. The green, light green, is interpretation. The dream mentions a stone twice, once there, once here. Interpretation, the stone here. And so if this model fits water equals people, or stone equals kingdom, then we should be able to put that biblical interpretation back in the dream, and it should fit every time, and it certainly does. So let's just look at this. In the dream, Daniel 2.34, it says, you saw till a kingdom was cut out without hands, which, which what? And the blue kingdom smote the image upon its feet that were of iron and clay. The kingdom broke them to pieces. Then was the iron, clay, brass, silver, gold, broken to pieces together. In other words, it's the same event, namely the second coming, became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors and the wind carried them away so that no place was found for them. And the stone, the kingdom that smote the image became a great mountain and that kingdom filled the whole earth. So it fits. If you look over here, it also fits. Interpretation. In the days of these kings of Europe shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. Never destroyed the kingdom, not left other people. The kingdom breaks in pieces. The kingdom stands forever. For as much then as you saw the stone kingdom was cut out of the mountain, another larger kingdom we'll see in a moment, without hands, it, the kingdom, shall break in pieces. So all I'm trying to show you is just from the Bible itself, Every time you use stone, 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 you replace it with kingdom, 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 and it fits. It always fits. Keyword is kingdom. So let's again pause and review for a moment. The second point is to show that the focus of Daniel 2 is actually a kingdom, that God sets up never destroyed, not left to other people, breaks other kingdoms and pieces and stands forever. It's a kingdom that's a focus of this stone. It's not just a stone, it's actually more specifically a kingdom as a focus of the entire dream. So now let's notice that in on your chart, we're gonna go briefly over point number one. We're going to notice that every one of these symbols here also is a kingdom. So we have a key word is kingdom. Let's take a look at the first one. Symbol number one, the dream, this image's head was of fine gold. If we look at the interpretation, we actually see that Daniel says, You, O king, are a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom. So that means that right here, this is talking about kingdom as contrasted to the focal kingdom. Alright, now notice this, this is what's interesting. Another thing that's of interest too is notice at the end he says you are the head of gold. So that tells us two things king and kingdom are interchangeable. Also notice that he is talking to the Babylonians King. So clearly, from the Bible, this kingdom is Babylon. All right? Territory, they had the character of the whole, they had purview of the whole earth. How do we know that? Look here at verse 38. Wheresoever the children of men dwell, you've been made the ruler of them all. So they are the world rulers in this grade out area called Babylon. They ruled the world from this turf. How long though did they last? If we look at 605 to 539 we notice that they lived 66 brief years. At this point I want us to tie this into the sixth objective that I have on the bulletin board over there to um, your right And these are six different objectives for the whole seminar. The last one I'm wanting us to take a look at is this one right here. Well, I guess I can take a moment and briefly review these for you. In the seminar, I'm I'm hoping that each one of us is having our love for Christ increased. And His Son. Secondly, to show that Daniel 2, what we're looking at, is broader than a single event called the Second Coming. Thirdly, I would like us to see the Holy Spirit increasing our desire to be citizens of the kingdom of glory, this stone. Produce assurance of our salvation, which we discussed two weeks ago. Repaint, fifthly, a beautiful picture of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, which we'll delve in a little bit more specifically tomorrow. Why? Because the devil has done a snow job of saying that he, symbolized by Pharaoh in the Exodus story, is the real liberator and the one who offers liberty a tyrant, he's the liberator and offering liberty. Christ is actually the one who's a tyrant and offering bondage, symbolized by Moses. Pharaoh had said, look, he is the one you're not supposed to follow, but I mean, if we're Israelites, Let's think about this. Who set our time clock? Who set our quota? It wasn't Moses, it was this tyrant. And God allowed the ten plagues to develop further his tyrannical character so that he knew he was a tyrant, he knew he was nothing in God's sight, and to benefit them by saying, I want to leave. This is going to happen later. But specifically the last one, contrast the Prince of Light and the Prince of Darkness. In other words, Christ is the, the Prince of Peace. He's the one that gives us everything. The devil says, I can give you everything and now we're having to look and contrast their characters. All right, now let's take a look back here at this this time frame. This kingdom lasted for a long time, 66 years, and they went off. Why? Because they sided with the devil. God's side basically has these three pictures, and you will see these three on your chart at panel A, Christ washing his disciples' feet, which is here, symbolizing that the chief serves, otherwise known as living for others. Then you have Christ a few hours later after the Lord's Supper saying, not my will, your will be done, submitting. Prince of Peace on uh, the sixth objective is saying you can have your heart's desire through living for others and submitting to God. Prince of Darkness on panel, uh, objective number six, is saying, no, the way you have happiness is living for self and rebellion against God. And so the last 6,000 plus years, God has allowed the devil to, to show what it would be like if the opposite of this, which is live for Self and rebel against God and what people are seeing is and even things like this right here 66 brief years is mute testimony that living like this like the prince of darkness shows brings any individual or kingdom to an end all right let's take a look at this point right here because that quotation that we looked at yesterday that says a the, um, when the books of Daniel and Revelation are better understood, believers will have an entirely different religious experience. She says that they will be given such um, glimpses of the open gates of heaven that heart and mind will be impressed with the character living for others and submitting to God, which almost possessed possess to receive the reward of the pure in heart. And so, in comparing that, our mind sees that the devil's, quote, benefits are short-lived. In Babylon's case, 66 brief years. Why did they lose that dominion? Loss of character. For the heart, Christ's benefits are forevermore, as we see here. This one is going to stand forever, the stone kingdom, when Babylon lasted for 66 brief years. So let's go to the next symbol. The next symbol here we have is this silver. So what we have is in the dream it says his breast and arms are of silver. Interpretation, after you shall arise another. So we have another kingdom. It lasts from 539 to 331. If we do the math on that one, we find that it... Lit, well, I'll just put it up here. I'll, I'll come back to that in, in a moment. What we find here is that we can see in the interpretation of Daniel when Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, Belshazzar, takes Babylon down, that in Daniel chapter 5, verses 28, 30, and 31, he says that the kingdom is going to be given to the Medes and the Persians. So here we have two things. One is, this is another kingdom, and it's the Medo-Persians, according to the Bible, not just our hearsay. This one lasted 208 years. Again, following God for a while, they they lived, but when they finally turned from God to the devil, they came to an end. 208 years versus standing forever. So you take your pick. This is prince of darkness, prince of light, prince of darkness way, 66 years for them, 208 years for them, God's people forever. I mean, think of Enoch, he's still alive. Let's take a look at symbol number three. Symbol number three is on the dream side, it says his belly and his thighs were brass. Interpretation, another third kingdom. So I'll only abbreviate here. So if this is third, this would be second, and this would be the first. Again, when we go to the Bible, not just hearsay, we find over in Daniel 8, 20 and 21 that this rough goat, which is the same in Daniel 8 for this belly and thighs of brass, is Greece. They lasted 163 years. As long as they were following God, prince of light, they would continue. When they turned to the rebel, 163 years versus forever. Again, take your pick. Let's look at uh, kingdom number four. In the dream, it says in verse 33, his legs of iron, 168 to 476, Interpretation, the fourth kingdom. So here we have the fourth kingdom, and this will become more important tomorrow. They lasted for 643 years. So again, as long as they were following God, they would have continued to have world dominance. But when they turned here, they ended 643 years versus standing forever. I mean, if we think about it, Enoch, who's 5,400 years old approximately, has outlived all these. In fact, he actually watched this one come and go. Enoch watched this one come and go. Ditto, ditto. I mean, again, who's right? Prince of light or prince of darkness? So, let's take a look now at this kingdom here. His feet were part of iron and part of clay. That began when Rome divided here in 476. It's a divided kingdom, and so again, we have divided kingdom. So all this is pointing to is that every one of the key words here is kingdom, another kingdom, third kingdom, fourth kingdom, divided kingdom, and then this kingdom is simply concurring that all these kingdoms, uh, in other words, all these symbols have kingdom as their definition. And then these are just the ten tribes. uh, Alamanni were the Germans, Franks, French, Saxons, English. Visigoths, Spanish, Burgundians, Swiss, Lombardi, Lombards, excuse me, Italians, Suevi, Portuguese, Ostrogoths, Heruliis and Heruli and Vandals all extinct as of Daniel chapter uh, 7. So again, another thing to notice is here we have these individuals, they have tried to take over the um or they tried to reunite these this this uh, kingdom. But because they had not submitted to God here, they tried to reunite this and failed. I mean you have Charlemagne, the Franks in the 8th century, this gentleman right here, he tried to reunite this Roman Empire and failed. God said it would not. How do we know? In the interpretation, verse 43, whereas you saw iron mixed with miry clay, they shall not cleave themselves with men. but here's, here it is, they shall not cleave one to another so then you have Charles V of Spain in the 16th century he tried to reunite it and he he didn't succeed all these have tried Napoleon has tried Hitler has tried uh, Kaiser Wilhelm when people do not submit to God they come to an end but those who submit to God they stand forever so again it's just another point uh, objective number six if we follow God, then we, have, um, we, ha- we, we continue forever. Even though we die eventually when Christ comes again, the second coming, then we will be raised again. So here we have the sixth symbol, the kingdom of glory. And here we have the interpretation. In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven, which we read, a kingdom shall not be destroyed, shall not be left to other people, but it the kingdom shall break in pieces all these kingdoms, and this kingdom shall last forever." And what we're going to notice tomorrow, more specifically, is that there are three phases to this kingdom. There is a cut phase, there is a smite phase, and there is a fill phase. In other words, he's going to go from a pre-advent judgment, second coming, a thousand years later, the destruction of the wicked and then after the earth is recreated these people will stand forever. Okay, the point that I want us to take a look at now is to notice where does this kingdom come from according to the scripture. And this is one part that I think a lot of times people have missed. Um, we We actually, will read this in a moment here, but this part is of key importance right here, the connection between these two. And what we notice in Daniel chapter 2, 7, and 8, every one of the dreams will lead you up to the focal point. In this case, this is the focal point. It'll pause and add some more detail to the focal point. In this case, the additional detail that's going to be added is the word, I think green actually shows up better on camera, so we'll try that one. Is, where? Where? If this is so important, one of the reporter's questions would be, not only what is it, which we've already answered from the Scriptures as Kingdom, is where is it? Where does it come from? Alright, let's take a look at this uh, diagram up here. We've already started with Babylon, we've gone to Medo-Persia, gone to Greece, gone to Rome, gone to Europe, and then we see this focal point right here. And the question that we're asking and getting ready to answer is, where does the stone come from? It's from this mountain. So let's take a look at this next verse. And in a proper understanding of what we're going to read, we'll produce an understanding of this chart over here that what God is doing is He's cutting this stone kingdom of glory, I mean this stone kingdom of glory in blue, from this pink or red uh, workshop of grace. So we'll we'll understand that a little bit more tomorrow. But anyway, we'll, we'll start right here. Here's the dream. Stone cut from the mountain. So in verse 45, for as much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain. So biblically you're seeing that the where this is coming from, the stone, as important as it is, it comes from the mountain, all right? So the question is, what is this mountain? And we'll just click through here. So I can just do this, go to the next slide. Mm-hmm. If we take a look at Jeremiah chapter 51 verses 24 and 25, we're going to find that the Bible as definitely and clearly identifies what the <coughs> mountain is, just like the Bible has taken the symbol of water and define what it is, in this case, people. So if we look at this verse on the screen here, we notice that uh, Jeremiah who told Israel that they should yield to the Babylonians, the golden kingdom, the first kingdom. He's now talking near the end of his his, um, book in Jeremiah 51, 24 and 25. He says, I will render unto Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldeans. So we're talking about this kingdom It's still in power, but Jeremiah is now telling what its end is going to be. It says, All their evil that they have done, so you see this, God will give people time to prove themselves whether they will follow Christ, the Prince of Light, or the Prince of Darkness. These people are predicted to follow, uh, it says that their, their evil that they have done in Zion, in your sight, behold, says the Lord, Behold, I am against you, and notice this phrase, destroying mountain. So clearly, what God is saying is mountain is another term for kingdom. So the where this stone kingdom is coming from is from another mountain itself. So what I want to do in the last uh, few minutes that we have this... Uh, for this session is to actually do a demonstration. But I want to do so with something that's more familiar. In Daniel chapter um, 9, we have, uh, Daniel chapter 9 verse 24, we have 490 days cut from uh, 2,300 days. In Daniel 9.24, this is what it says, "...seventy weeks are determined upon your people." Well, that determined means cut off. Just to show this, we actually take a look at the, the word determined, which is right here. Strong's number here. I cannot read that. Maybe you can. There's the transliteration, and the pronunciation is kothak. Definition, primary root to cut off. So this word determined means cut off. Okay, so we're going to do a demonstration of this cutting out. So, you see here on this little board, or this piece of paper, 490 days and 2300 days. So what we have then is this whole paper represents the 2300 days. And we're going to have, like the scissors shows, we're going to cut out 490 days from it. So we'll just do a live demonstration. So we're going to snip this from here. Sometimes the things that last longest are the actual visuals. So this may seem like a little silly demonstration but notice what it says in Daniel 9 24 that you have on your board. 490 days are going to be cut from 2,300 days. It doesn't say the 2,300, but notice what this tells us on this next slide. There are five components. This action that we just saw, and this is the most technical part of the entire presentation, and it's still understandable even though it's technical. This tells us about the cut stage. There's a sequence, there's a size component mentioned, material, and miscellaneous concerns. So if we take a look at this, If I know the material of this right here, I know the material of this. Physically, this is a piece of paper. Since I know this is a piece of paper, what do I know this is? Paper. If I know the size of this, I know the size of this. If this is this size, the uncut is larger. Alright, so that size is mentioned. But here we see that on the material, since this is days, I know this has to be days. Relative to size, if I know the size of this, I know that this has to be larger. This is cut, this is uncut. So this is seemingly elementary, but there's a point behind all this. Sequence, this is second, this is first. Now let's take a look at a few other points about this larger piece and the smaller piece. The smaller piece talks about the sanctuary in Daniel 9 verse 26. It talks about God's people in verse 24. It talks about desolation in verses 26 and 27. What about the 2300 days in 8.14? 2300 days also talks about sanctuary in these verses, God's people in these verses, desolation in those verses. So the 2,300 days from which the 2,490 days were cut both talk about sanctuary, God's people, and desolation. So let's think about this. This benchmark cut-out phrase tells us that if we know this is 490 days, whatever it's cut from has to be days it has to be larger than if this is 490, this has to be larger. So if we take a look at Daniel 8.14 and see 2,300 days, it checks out. This is larger than this. They're both days. This 2,300 days was mentioned the chapter before. This is mentioned after, etc. So all I'm showing is that this phrase, cut out, means size, material, etc. Now, let's go back to this focal symbol the focal symbol is a kingdom it's cut from another kingdom so watch the same thing let's go to the next slide the last slide for this e- uh, next to the last slide for this evening we have the same components here we have the stone this time we have a piece of paper that represents the mountain and this little part the stone so again for sake of consistency. I'm going to just demonstrate by actually physically cutting this picture of this mountain from, I mean the stone from this mountain. The same thing is true. If I know the material of this, I know the material of this. If I know the size of this, I know the size of this. What have we seen so far that this is? It's a kingdom. What do I know this must be? It also must be a kingdom. This is a kingdom. If this is a size, What does this have to be? This uncut kingdom must be larger than this cut cut kingdom. Make sense? So that's what we're seeing here. Is cut stage, sequence, size, material, territory, difference. Notice this. This is rock or kingdom. What does a mountain have to be? It's the same thing. This is a kingdom. This is a kingdom size, this is a smaller kingdom, this is a larger kingdom, that's what we see here. This kingdom is cut, this kingdom is uncut. This one is mentioned first, or second actually, and this was mentioned second. Now the one item here is the territory. If we take a look at these verses, we'll notice all of a sudden these medals and symbols all of a sudden take in great controversy significance. Because if we take a look at Proverbs 23, verse 26, we see Christ, Prince of Charming, in picture number six over there. My son, my daughter, give me your heart. He's after your heart. And then in Luke 17, 21, we actually find Christ saying that the kingdom of God, the expression that covers both of these kingdoms. It says the kingdom of God is within you. In other words, God's grace is inside of each person that becomes a citizen of this red kingdom of glory. Our first parents were the first ones, kingdom of grace. This isn't just about medals or dates, etc. It's a matter, it's an issue of becoming like Christ. And so we have all people who've ever professed Christianity being a part of this larger kingdom, mountain kingdom or workshop of grace. This one is the stone smaller kingdom of glory, many called few chosen. No matter how you look at it, it's the same scenario, same story. So what we have then is the stone is, is cut from this mountain. The difference is this one, the stone, breaks all these to pieces. This one does not, and if we think about this, it makes sense. If our neighbor, Christian, atheist, agnostic, looks at us and says, you are as selfish as I am, what hope do you think that we will win them to this? We won't. We can profess connection to Christ all we want, but profession only is not going to destroy their hold on the devil. But if a person is truly after Christ, the neighbors are going to say, where in the world did you get such a Christ-like, others-centered focus? And then you have opportunity to show them. That's the focus of this, this kingdom right here. So in conclusion, we have this question, where do we find the God of heaven setting up one stone kingdom, from another larger pre-existing kingdom. It's done in the days of the kings of Europe, right here. As these are trying to reunite, he's reuniting his. We see that in Daniel chapter 7, which we'll discuss more tomorrow, the pre-advent judgment and the the, uh, Day of Atonement. So Daniel chapter 2 has seven symbols, which we see, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, Europe, Stone Kingdom of Glory, and the Mountain Kingdom of Grace. These seven symbols span five kingdoms, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, fourth kingdom divided, God's kingdom the fifth kingdom, coming first here to take all sons of thunder and change them into sons of glory. And that's the citizens here. So again, what we're seeing is that quotation, when the books of Daniel and Revelation, according to Matt, uh, uh, the uh, Testimonies of Ministers 114, paragraph 3, when the books of Daniel and Revelation are better understood, believers will have an entirely different religious experience, right here. They will be given such glimpses of the open gates of heaven that their heart and their mind will be impressed with a character, other-centeredness, other submission to God which all must possess in order to be recipients of the kingdom that God sets up, not destroyed, not left to other people, breaks and pieces all of the kingdoms and stands forever. That's the kingdom that every one of us wants to strive to be a part of, like Christ. And then with this recreated in our hearts with our cooperation, we get to live for Him, live with Him forever in the earth made new. So thank you for taking your extended time this evening. I truly mean that and uh, God bless you this evening. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www. Dot audioverse.org.